Are you that person that always likes a heads up? You know, kind of what's coming up in the next segment on Kelly and Company. What are they doing now? Well, you can follow along on Twitter using the handle at AMI-audio. That's at AMI-audio on Twitter, where you can follow along with the segments of the show and, of course, interact with folks at AMI-audio. If you have an email question that you'd like to ask, feedback at AMI.ca. The gang of communications and marketing, they'll help you out. Feedback at AMI.ca. And if you want to call in, leave us a message. Maybe we can use it on the air. Just mention it for Kelly and Company and give us permission if you don't mind. 1-866-509-4545 is the number to do that. 1-866-509-4545. And let us know what's on your mind. And maybe even have a, a book recommendation for our book club, monthly book club gathering that we get together and chat. I'm Kelly McDonald with Rum Yamuthan. We definitely spend a lot of time talking about cats and dogs with Danielle Jean, kind of our veterinarian. But I think we have something a little bit different on the docket today. So let's bring her on. The human-animal bond plays such an important role in people's lives. And as a veterinarian, it's my privilege to help keep those bonds strong and healthy. I'm Dr. Danielle Jonkine, and welcome to Ask a Veterinarian. Most definitely, cats and dogs are more commonly kept as pets compared to other species of animals. But today, we're shifting gears and talking about an animal we haven't chatted about in, let's say, five years, give or take. Guinea pigs. So we're talking about what they're like to keep as pets and if they're good to keep as pets. Uh, And you, Danielle, you're drawing on your own experiences with the guinea pigs that live with you to tell us all about these pets today. I'm very excited because I have no idea. I've never had a guinea pig. What's great (laughs) about having guinea pigs as pets? Well, you know, we, we've actually had a lot of small mammal pets in our house over the years. Go figure, huh? Um, we've had bunnies, hamsters, rats. You know, we've had guinea pigs as well. And, you know, all of them, of course, are fun and great in their own way. But I have to say that the guinea pigs have been my personal favorite. Um, they actually have a lot of personality. <laughs> you don't ever really expect that from a cage pet, but it's so true. And, you know, after losing our last one in her old age, we actually adopted a pair of sisters who my children named Morgan and Maya. And watching the two of them argue and tussle with each other reminded me of lots of people I know that have their own sisters. (laughs) (laughs) And when I watch them fight with each other, it always makes me laugh a little bit because I'm like, oh, yeah, they're sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, they're, they're sometimes feisty natures. You know, they also assert themselves when they want to be fed. And let me tell you, guinea pigs are demanding little critters at feeding time. They emit these piercing squeals when they want something you know and and they run around their enclosure with such impatience while they wait for you to get it for them and you know for such little critters they are saucy (laughs) And, (laughs) and that always makes me laugh too um but what I love most about the guinea pigs though is that they are cuddly, which is something you don't often see in some of the smaller pets. Mm-hmm. Um, none of my hamsters or rats ever really like to snuggle, you know, but the guinea pigs seem to love it. You know, I have great pictures of my kids with the guinea pigs tucked into sweater sleeves or, you know, into the hoods with the like of the sweaters with the hoods pulled up. And our guinea pigs, they love to be brushed and they love to have their little bald ears rubbed too. And they make these sweet little happy noises in the process. 
And, you know, there there are some other nice things about them, too. Um, unlike some of the other small mammals like hamsters and rats, they've got a bit of a heavier, chunkier body type, which makes it easier to pick them up and handle them, you know, especially for smaller children. And um, they do seem to be, in my experience, less bitey in general, you know, um, though I can tell you from personal experience that ours really seem to like salty fingers. So we're careful to wash our hands after eating chips before picking them up. <laughs> Wow, you're handling me with food this time. Well, that's really different. I like it. Oh, it tastes not bad either. Why are you upset and leaving now? Um, now, so many of the things that you said there, I'd have to stop and say, okay, most of that sounds really cool. There was a few of those things, you know, the demanding when hungry kind of thing. Are there any downsides to having guinea pigs as pets other than getting salty fingers bit? <laughs> Well, I don't know that all guinea pigs bite salty fingers. I know mine do. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, of course, any pet that lives in any kind of enclosure will have to have it cleaned on a regular basis, you know, right. and and that is a big commitment for people that have um, guinea pigs because living in a dirty cage is really not an option. Um, they can get respiratory disease and that, of course, is made worse if there's poor air quality from having a lot of waste around. Right. And their their feet could get infected from standing in it all the time. So you definitely need to worry about keeping their cage very clean. Um, cost can be another factor for some people. Um, cage bedding adds up to a significant expense over time. And um, you can reduce that by buying and cutting fleece to lay in the cage and act as bedding. But that means you have to clean the cage and watch, wash the fleece more frequently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Um, well, you can feed some pellets. Guinea pigs also need grass hay to form the major part of their diet. And that's another expense that can add up over time. And, you know, guinea pigs are actually a lot like horses in how their digestion works. They need to eat a steady amount of grass to feed those gut bacteria. And that means they produce a steady stream of poop pellets. Mm, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I don't ever cuddle them without a towel under their bum. And I learned that the hard way when I found guinea pig poop in the front pocket of my hoodie after I was peed on. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> And of course, while I was at a meeting to discussing and someone was staring and saying, what's wrong? Uh-oh. Uh, when, when it comes to that, because you were, you were saying that even with the feet and everything like that, obviously when you pick them up, take them out to probably easier for us to, you know, not healthy for us either to not pay attention and come in contact with that and, and not deal with it right away or not notice it there. Yeah, no, generally, you know, you don't want to be messing with animal feces in general. It's mm. not a good idea. Um, you know, common sense and, you know, basic hygiene applies. Um, the last thing that I would say is, you know, if noise bothers you, you might not want a guinea pig. Um, besides the squealing for food, they're, they seem to be mostly nocturnal, you know. And if you're like me and you're not a sound sleeper, you definitely don't want to keep them in your bedroom. They run around all night. Yep. <laughs> I've heard this from friends. Do they need regular vet care? Well, you know, a regular exam is a good idea for any guinea pig for a few reasons. Um, some of them don't actually wear their teeth down properly, and they can develop these overgrown sharp teeth that can cause all kinds of problems for them. And one of the signs of that is like wetness under the chin and the jaw, um, but you might also notice weight loss if it's bad enough. Um, guinea pigs with that problem need their teeth trimmed by a veterinarian who has the right tools to anesthetize them and grind the teeth down to a normal shape again. Um, a fecal test for intestinal parasites is probably also a good idea and to have the skin and ears checked. Uh, skin mites can be a problem for some guinea pigs. 
And, you know, it's also a good idea to review how you keep your guinea pigs with your vet um, because, of course, good husbandry practices and a proper diet will head off a lot of health problems. So as a preventative measure, it's a good idea. Mm. Do guinea pigs get sick very often? Uh, you know, if you provide them with a healthy diet of grass hay and supplement it with a bit of fresh greens and make sure they get adequate vitamin C, I think you're well on your way to avoiding a lot of problems. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, they need to have their teeth looked at and dealt with. And they also need adequate exercise and socialization. And both of those are kind of improved if they have a friend to live with. Um, so if you make sure their enclosure is large enough, is clean, has good ventilation, all of that's very important. Having said all of that, you know, they do sometimes get sick. Um, being a prey species, they tend to hide their illnesses. So it isn't always easy to tell if they're not well. So it is important to pay close attention to them. And if they have a health issue, you might see weight loss, that wetness we talked about around the jaw and chin, quieter than usual behavior. Um, a guinea pig with a skin condition might have hair loss and could be itchy. And believe it or not, if they're itchy enough, they can even have seizures. Oh. Um, yeah. And any guinea pig, of course, that gets diarrhea, blood in the stool or who refuses to eat should go to the vet right away. Danielle, is there anything that can be done for sick guinea pigs? Yes, of course. Um, but though, if you think there's something wrong with your guinea pig, you should check with your vet as to how comfortable they are treating small mammals. Um, if they don't routinely see them, they may refer you to another vet who specializes in seeing exotics instead. And, you know, it is possible to do diagnostic tests on blood and urine samples and to take things like x-rays on guinea pigs. Um, and there are medications they can take to treat disease problems. Um, and some veterinarians offer hospitalization and surgical services for them as well though usually those people like I say tend to see them um, more like a specialty rather than just every veterinarian doing that. Mm -hmm. So Danielle if someone's not comfortable doesn't have the situation to get maybe a second guinea pig for that socialization going back there to that is that you spending the time every day that commitment that has to fall somewhere because the the the, the guinea pig needs it is that enough too? that type of yeah. socialization? I think that is important, you know, that, that, you know, whoever is socializing with your guinea pig, they do need that. You know, I mean, they, you know, they definitely need, um, you know, a friend or a litter mate or somebody that, you know, they can kind of grow up with and live with, or, you know, they need that interaction with, um, with people for that socialization, you know, just, just to be, um, healthy and happy and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Okay. Uh, how long do guinea pig, guinea pigs typically live? Well, it really varies, you know, um, on average from about four to eight years. Uh, the average guinea pig living about five. Um, our first one, Charlotte, actually made it to seven years. Nice. Um, yeah, we, we lost Morgan at age six. And her sister, Maya, is still munching her way through life as we're having this conversation. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap, anything else that's fun or great about guinea pigs that you want to share with us? Sure. You know, um, guinea pigs literally jump for joy, a behavior that they call popcorning. So when they're <laughs> excited and happy, they sometimes jump straight up in the air like a popcorn kernel exploding, which is really fun. That's wow. adorable. Yeah. Well, as long, and, as, your, as, long as their enclosure is high yeah, enough. Right. Yeah. Wow. W one funny thing about them is that they actually pass gas occasionally. And it's always a surprise to me to hear that such a loud sound comes out of such a small critter. Oh, my and goodness. 
Since I'm a gardener, I'll also say that the stuff we clean out of their cage makes excellent compost, and my flower gardens love it. Oh, there you Uh, go. Any funny story? Well, I mean, I think you told us a couple of funny things there, but any particular story for you guys, the kids, you um, with your guinea pigs? Um, My son actually used to train his first guinea pig um, in what we used to call the guinea pig Olympics in that he would pull her out of her multi-level cage and he would he would tell her to jump back in using a pepper. Her favorite thing was red pepper. And so he would say, "Okay, Charlotte, go. And then she would literally jump over the little barrier into the cage like like some kind of little horse going over (laughs) to get the pepper. And it was very cute. I think we put it on a Facebook page somewhere. It was very cute cute that's amazing well it's so nice because um you point out all these things and especially in the beginning talking difference between you know rats and hamsters versus guinea pigs i had a hamster and he had a lot of personality as well he was very quiet compared to uh the squealing that guinea pigs do um Mm -hmm. but the the pooping and peeing never really got used to that when we were kids (laughs) i want to know how high the guinea pigs jump Oh, I've never measured it. Like, I wonder, like, I still can't get over that. The yippee! Well, Danielle, this has been really fun. And next week, the fun continues. I think this is going to be one of my favorite angles on uh, talking about Queen Elizabeth II because we're going to tribute her and talk about her love of animals, particularly the corgi dog breed Mm. was one of her favorites. I'm so excited about that. It's a, it's fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to do, got find out a lot of really fun stuff about that. It was very nice. A hundred horses. That's what she had. A hundred horses. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, we'll keep talking next week. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thanks, guys. Dr. Danielle Johnkind joining us for Ask a Veterinarian, and that's on Tuesdays. Today we're talking about guinea pigs. And we're going to step aside for a couple of moments, folks. It's time for our wellness segment with Francis Wong, who's going to be bringing us tips for staying healthy and well as we move into the fall season. I know there's a lot of questions out there. Let's see what she's got for us to talk about after this break on Kelly and Company.